You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, the Texans surprise everybody by releasing a big name on special teams. I'll tell you who and why in just a bit. Plus, our NFL expert and fantasy guru, Andy Rio, stops by for his weekly wisdom on the Texans and this week's best games. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk podcast. My co-host, Brian Patterson, with the day off. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. And hey, if you haven't heard, the Texans pulled a shocker Wednesday afternoon by releasing Tyler Irvin and claiming wide receiver DeAndre Carter off waivers from the Eagles. If you've listened to us over the years, you know, eh, we haven't been a big, huge Tyler Irvin fan. But the reason uh, I'm surprised is Bill O'Brien seemed to be a Tyler Irvin fan, has had so many chances to cut bait with him. And now if you're taking an educated guess as to why it finally happened, eh, I'd say it's because of the issues they've had at slot receiver with Bruce Ellington and Kiki QT. Uh, the injuries, of course, to those guys. And as we know, Ellington is now gone. QT, a constant question mark. Uh, plus, uh, Tyler Irvin's speed hasn't been the same since the season-ending injury last year. Irvin's been solid but unspectacular on special teams and hasn't helped anywhere else, really. So as far as uh, DeAndre Carter is concerned, he's similar to Irvin physically, except the explosiveness is still there where Tyler had lost it. This is his first year where he's seen any real playing time after bouncing around on practice squads since 2015. Two career intercept or two career receptions, I should say, which, you know, not much better than, uh, or actually about the same as Tyler Irvin, maybe worse. Uh, his return numbers this year, uh, similar to Irvin's. So we'll see what he can do. What I will say is at least they weren't afraid to finally cut bait with Irvin, who has never shown anything more than being just a guy. And and so, uh, interesting move by the Texans in their off week. Time to bring in Andy Rio for Fantasy Takes and NFL Inside. Andy brings two decades of experience writing for fantasy publications and websites. You'll find his weekly article on our website. As always, LockedOnTexans.com is the place to go. And Andy, uh, the Texans aren't painting the Mona Lisa every week, but they keep putting up W's. What can you say? Absolutely. Uh, better to have an ugly win than a pretty loss. I know that's probably a bit of a cliche, but it's the truth. We've debated on the show whether the Texans are getting lucky or not. If you got to uh, give them credit for just finding a way, how do you look at this? I mean, you, you watch the NFL, teams win, teams lose. Uh, are they lucky? Are they not? Where do you what do you do with something like what they're doing right now? I think every team at some point during the season has a little bit of luck on their side, but uh, they're definitely a quality team. Uh, certainly, you could say aspects of the victory over Denver were a little bit lucky. I mean, McManus missing both of those field goals. I mean, if he just hits one of those, their winning streak is over. But at the same time, I mean, they fought hard. Denver is not a great team, but that's a tough place to play. And it's never, I shouldn't say never, but it's rarely easy to win in the Mile High City. So I, I think the Texans did what they had to do in terms of taking care of business. And this was a bit of a helter-skelter week anyway for the Texans because they made the trade for Demarius Thomas. 
he had an okay debut catching three passes, but certainly he's going to get better as he gets more familiar with the playbook, gets more practice time in with Watson. Uh, the biggest thing that was probably, I thought, a problem, and you know, it could be a problem going forward, it might not be, was just the bad game by Lamar Miller, just 21 yards on 12 carries. Right, and you know, some of that might be offensive line. They're hit and miss these days. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, I was thinking about from a fantasy perspective is Jordan Thomas now has three touchdowns over the last two weeks, but I'm guessing you're not quite ready to add him to your fantasy team, are you? No, I mean, he's certainly a nice red zone weapon, and I suppose he you could make a case that he could be worked into your lineup if you're in a real emergency situation, but the overall target levels are not there for him. Um, you know, if you can't, that makes him a very hit or miss player. If he can't find the end zone, he's not going to get the job done for you. So at every position, you want to have some guys that can at least produce yardage. If nothing else, you're not going to have touchdowns every week for the most part for most players outside of like the Todd Gurley's of the world. But uh, you need to have some points every week. And, you know, a DeAndre Hopkins is capable, even if he doesn't score a touchdown, of producing 100 to 150 yards. I mean, even when he has an off week from a touchdown perspective, he's going to put up numbers from you. At this point, we just haven't seen the consistency from Thomas. And when Demarius Thomas gets more involved in the offense, and if QT can somehow get his hamstring to go, then I think there's even less promise uh, for Jordan Thomas. Yeah, and I hope anybody out there is not depending on anybody besides DeAndre or Deshaun. Uh, for their fantasy teams, at least on the offensive side. But uh, the assumption most of us will make, Andy, is if the Texans win the AFC South, they'd likely play the AFC wildcard team with the best record. The Chargers are 6-2 and two and the likely candidate. Now, I've noticed the Chargers haven't beaten a team with a winning record, while, believe it or not, the Texans have beaten one team with a winning record, Andy, and... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's it's the it's the one with the QB Brock Osweiler as their starting quarterback. But are the Chargers a major step above the Texans right now, or maybe are they closer than we think? I think they would be uh, fairly evenly matched in many ways. Uh, the Texans certainly have the defense to give the Chargers fits, but I think the Chargers, on the other hand, in the past have had problems beating the teams they should beat. So this year. You can make a case, sure, okay, they haven't beaten anybody with a winning record, although going into the game against Seattle, the Seahawks did have a winning record. So I think the fact that the Chargers have not had issues beating teams they should beat is a major sign of progress for them. Their two losses, again, were the Chiefs and the Rams. No shame in those. All right, we're going to hit on the best NFL games this week, but a quick reminder that if you're enjoying the show, tell your friends. Spotify, the Google Podcast app, iTunes, great places to listen to us on a daily basis. Support us by sharing our show links with your social media followers and take a few seconds and say something nice about us on iTunes. It really brings people to the show as well. And you can also email LockedOnTexans at Mail.com for questions or comments. Uh, We want to make it a regular part of the week to answer questions, but we need uh, you guys to give us some questions so we can answer you. And and also, uh, I got to take some time to talk about our partners at Blue Chew. And for all you guys listening who are looking to help your sex life, now you can increase your performance, get that extra 
confidence in bed. Bluechew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a, a pill. So you can be ready anytime the opportunity arises. Blue Chew's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Man, it's all good stuff, isn't it? Right now, we've got a special deal for you too because visit bluechew.com and you get your first shipment free when you use our promo code locked on. Just pay $5 shipping. Uh, that's all you do. Again, that's bluechew, B L U, just like the color, B L U E, chew.com. And again, the promo code locked on, you know that one. Try it for free. Uh, bluechew, it's the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we got to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Andy, this probably isn't the best game of the top five uh, to watch this week of your top five. But Texans fans will be paying attention to the Patriots and the Titans. And we saw Matt Patricia outcoach his mentor, Bill Belichick, earlier in the season. Can Mike Vrabel make this interesting and, and take out, I guess, his mentor? You know, he, obviously he played for Belichick. And, and did the Titans do anything against the Cowboys that Im- impressed you to feel like maybe they got a shot here? I think they can make it interesting. I certainly would pick New England to win the game. Um, but I think Tennessee came out of their bye. Uh, Marcus Mariota was playing a lot uh, crisper. And I thought it was interesting that they were emphasizing Deion Lewis, the former Patriot. Uh, going into the season, a lot of people thought it was going to be a fairly even split. Uh, between him and Derrick Henry, but of late, it's been all Deion Lewis. Uh, in the uh, win over the Cowboys, he had 122 yards, total yards and a touchdown. Uh, when they played the Chargers back in week seven before they had their bye, he generated 155 total yards. During that span, uh, Derrick Henry only had 97 total yards. He scored two touchdowns, but uh, he really needs the opportunities. He has to pretty much have to get the opportunities right around the goal line to have a real shot at paying off because he's not getting the overall opportunities. Uh, sometimes uh, former Patriots playing the Patriots struggle. Um, you know, they obviously know Lewis well, but then again, Lewis knows them well. He's the much better play in the matchup. Uh, Mariota, uh, nice to see that he did have a good game in Arlington, but he's a guy that has harmed fantasy owners before more often than not. Um, I would probably not go with him in this game. Uh, the only receiver I'd really have any confidence in going with on the Tennessee side of the equation is Corey Davis. So uh, they may have a shot at making it interesting uh, because, you know, I think Vrabel by and large has done an okay job since taking over the Titans but uh, the, the Patriots have really progressed a lot since that earlier game you mentioned against Detroit. And I certainly think it's going to be another uh, good day for uh, pretty much all the regular uh, cast members for New England that you often see doing well in fantasy. Uh, we'll have to see if Sony Michelle and uh, Rob Gronkowski return. That would make the Patriots even more loaded. 
There might be a certain cornerback that would want some revenge against the Patriots as well, you would think, right? <laughs> you would think so, but he has not been playing well this year at all. Yeah. Um, uh, let me ask you this. Is the Panthers and the Steelers, is this the game of the week this week? I say it certainly has the potential to be, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about two of the top contenders in their respective conferences. You're talking about two uh, upper echelon quarterbacks in Big Ben and Cam Newton. And you've got a lot of other peripheral players doing well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has been on fire of late. He's got four touchdowns over the past two weeks. Greg Olson has been playing really well. He's reemerged as Cam's number one target. Uh, they have some other players who are useful, maybe not so much for fantasy, but in real life, like Devin Funches, uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Funches, the best of uh, that, that group. Uh, it'll be interesting to see for Pittsburgh if either of their tight ends, Vance McDonald or Jesse James, can have big games. Uh, Carolina obviously uh, beat Tampa Bay, but they gave up two touchdowns to O.J. Howard on Sunday. So maybe one of those guys could be a sleeper in that particular game. My vote would go to McDonald. Not necessarily sure I want to, you know, go completely all in with McDonald. But uh, those guys seem to take turns in terms of productivity. And James uh, was better in the victory over Baltimore on Sunday. Yeah, Panthers are one of those teams that just kind of hide and hide and hide in Carolina. And we don't necessarily think of them that they're just not the marquee team, I guess. But even with Cam, but. Yeah, they, they, they're making it a, a little bit interesting over there in, in that division, and they're just kind of hiding behind New Orleans, hiding behind what the Rams are doing. So I'm, I'm interested to see uh, you know, if they could keep this up. Uh, this game looks like the, the game of the week, but uh, what about the New Orleans Des Bryants? Uh, they're they're going to play the Bengals, and uh, what did you think about that move? And uh, did the Saints maybe move to your NFC Super Bowl favorite after the Rams win this past week? For now, yes. Um, you know, they uh, the, the key for them, of course, is going to be securing home field advantage because that's very tough uh, for people to come in New Orleans and play. One thing I think that's very interesting this year and a, and a real quirk of the schedule is the Saints and the Panthers will not meet until week 15, and then they will play again in week 17. So long way to go as, as far as New Orleans being the favorite in the NFC, but it's safe to say they are one of the favorites. As far as the acquisition of Des Bryant goes, I think they felt that they didn't have a lot of depth behind Michael Thomas. They had lost Ted Ginn. Uh, they uh, have rookies like Traquan Smith who've shown promise. Uh, they've been using Taysom Hill, obviously, kind of in a gadget package. And Cameron Meredith has not panned out uh, like they were hoping. So Dez certainly uh, will be an interesting case because he's been a bit of a locker room lawyer at times in his career. Uh, but I think they felt that they had to get some additional depth. I mean, they're all in on this season. I mean, that was evidence when they uh, traded up in the draft to get Marcus Davenport. It was evidence when they traded for Teddy Bridgewater so they could have one of the better backup quarterbacks behind Breeze. And now uh, the addition of Dez. Uh, I would not uh, give Dez a shot this week. It's too soon. Uh, I think he's going to uh, develop into a decent fantasy player. He's not going to be what he was in Dallas, especially in a secondary role behind Michael Thomas. 
But uh, he can certainly uh, have some moments down the stretch. Uh, any quarterback, any receiver, excuse me, is catching passes from a quarterback like Breeze uh, can become viable in a hurry. Is this a trap game for the Saints after last week? Or, you know, is there even such a thing in the NFL? Oh, there's definitely a thing in the NFL. I would be a lot more worried if Cincinnati had A.J. Green. The Bengals' offense is not going to be the same without him. Uh, certainly, I think Tyler Boyd steps in and is their top uh, fantasy player this week. Um, you know, it's not a great matchup for Cincinnati. Joe Mixon is certainly having a good second season. Uh, but New Orleans leads the NFL in fewest rushing yards allowed per game. And now with Green out, the Saints can pay even more attention to the run. And stopping the run, of course, is something they already do well. Well, that's three of your five best games this week. And for those who want to hear about the final two of the top five, go to LockedOnTexans.com for the piece that Andy does for us in just a bit. Andy's got advice to help improve your fantasy team. But first, if you're a fan of Modern Family, the TV show, go check out Locked On Chiefs because our friend Ryan Tracy, his guest this week was Eric Stone Street over on Locked On Chiefs, who, you know, some of you might know is a KC guy, a big Chiefs fan. So nice work by Ryan Tracy, the host over with Locked On Chiefs. So make sure also that you follow Locked On NFL Net on Twitter. You get all the local experts in our Locked On NFL network all in one feed. It's, it's really amazing. When all the games are going on or when news is breaking, Locked On NFL Net is a great feed to have, great follow to have on Twitter. Again, Locked On NFL Net. Andy, if I need help on my fantasy team this week, uh, who do I hire? Who's your number one guy to grab off the waiver wire? My number one guy is Marquez Valdez-Scanling, the talented rookie receiver with the Green Bay Packers. He's had some big games already. And with Geronimo Allison now on injured reserve, he is going to have a big role in the uh, always potent Green Bay offense. Another guy that uh, we absolutely positively have to list as a hire after his uh, huge game last Thursday night, the one and only Nick Mullins, who, of course, threw three touchdowns and uh, also threw for 262 yards and leading the 49ers to a 34-3 victory over the Raiders. Uh, quite a debut. There's naturally the chance he could turn out to be a one-hit wonder. I mean, this was the Raiders he destroyed. But if you're looking at a Monday night game with the Giants, they're hardly a scary obstacle. He definitely makes sense if you're looking for a streamer at quarterback. One other hire, it's not often uh, we talk about hires on the Cleveland Browns, but... One thing the interim coaching staff has done there in Cleveland is uh, bring back Duke Johnson to prominence. He had nine receptions for 78 yards and two touchdowns in Cleveland's loss to Kansas City on Sunday. Uh, Nick Chubb, obviously, is the main back in Cleveland, a very promising rookie out of Georgia who's already had some big runs this season. But uh, Johnson now definitely uh, back on the radar in PPR leagues. He can certainly help standard league owners as well. Uh, when Cleveland is playing from behind. We suspect that will happen uh, more than once uh, before the season is over. Uh, and we'll probably, that scenario will play out on Sunday when Atlanta comes to Cleveland. All right, this is the point where I usually ask you who to get rid of from your fantasy team. But this week, you, you wanted to fire somebody and you kind of went off the rails a little bit, Andy. 
Yes, that's right. Uh, I actually, if I had the power, would fire Miami Dolphins coach Adam Gase. And that sounds very strange, I know, because Miami is five and four. And I don't think anybody expected Miami to be five and four. But uh, this is a guy, you know, this is going to probably come off as being on a soapbox a little bit. Uh, I know that there is a vast difference between fantasy football and real football. Uh, I know there were a lot of people recently who were upset with Todd Gurley when he took the knee so Los Angeles could run out the clock in their victory over Green Bay. You know, first of all, it's hard to be upset with Todd Gurley anyways if you have him on your team. The guy is just flat out awesome. But what he did was an understandable real-life thing. What Adam Gase is doing in not giving his best offensive player the ball is a problem both in real life and in fantasy life. I mean, how are you giving Frank Gore 20 carries and Kenyon Drake is only getting three carries? He scored two touchdowns the week before. What were you doing? Punishing him for good play? I mean, that reminds me of the line from the movie Major League when they were trying, the owner was trying to get the team to tank so she could move him to Miami. Uh, I just do not under it, it. It frustrates me immensely when NFL coaches just do things that lack common sense altogether and not using your best offensive player is a complete lack of common sense. The same stupidity just keeps happening for Miami. Yeah, we don't know anything about coaches that lack common sense here in Houston. Uh, chuckle, 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 chuckle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Andy, uh, I guess I just need to remind everybody to go to LockedOnTexans.com one more time. They can get all your sound advice over there. Also good to catch up with you as always, brother. Hey, uh, let's do this again next week. Sounds good. All right, just a quick wrap-up. Again, uh, all of our work is on LockedOnTexans.com, the podcast. Uh, we got some great stories by our writing team. Look for all of it over there. Brian, of course, you know where to go, HouseOfHouston.com. My Houston Sports Talk podcast is on all the same places you're going to find this as well. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Probably going to talk to you. Uh, on Sunday again. We're going to take a couple of days off and come back to you on Sunday unless something crazy happens. But as always, thanks for making us a part of your week and have a great weekend. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mm-hmm.